Welcome to Solver Podcast. With this new series, you can expect to hear all things helpful for your creative practice, from lessons to books, art news, show reviews, and many, many more. My name is Ben, and I'm your host. I'm glad to introduce to you today's podcast on grace. I'll also call it the gracious creative, but you know, you can tell what the title is already by now. So I'll just go on. I was listening to a podcast by one of my favorite thought leaders on leadership. His name is Craig Rochelle. Yeah, I have a lot of thought leaders that, you know, I admire, but Craig Rochelle just stands out. Now, he had interviewed Lewis Howes, who is another thought leader, another podcast host and producer. Um, he, he had interviewed Lewis Howes during an episode titled, I Learned the Hard Way. Now, Craig Groeschel has like his leadership podcast that, uh, that the show on YouTube and other um, listening platforms. Uh, but on this particular episode titled, I learned the hard way he had interviewed Lewis House. Now, during the interview, the guest Lewis House said, if he could go back in time to gather every word he said and every thought he had about himself, you know, like his internal reflections about himself, if he could gather those thoughts and those words and then project them through loudspeakers, guess what he said? He said... He'll be put in an institution. Yeah, like a mental institution. Now, before he finished his sentence, I could tell where his statement was going. And I, I started to laugh um, during, you know, that listening uh, moment, like listening to the podcast. And immediately, I he- heard what he was saying about, oh, if he could put all of his thoughts through uh, like a loudspeaker, what people would think. I just knew where he was going and I started to laugh. Why? Because I could relate to it myself, right? And you probably can too. Like you probably have also been there. Like, you know, you're thinking if people actually think about what I'm thinking about me, like they'll, they'll send me to the hospital. I think the world would be shocked. The amount of negativity we can throw at ourselves. To help myself in moments like this, I try to figure out what do I really want to do? Not because of what people think or expect of me, but rather because it's a genuine um, desire or calling, right? Because pausing to go through that question, what do I really want to do? Not because of what people think, not because of what people expect of me. What am I really trying to create here? What am I really trying to achieve here? It isn't necessarily motivated by other people's opinions of me, right? If I find myself asking that question, it immediately starts to slow down the process of self-attack because that thought that is so negative that it would be troubling for others to find out about um, is probably triggered by our fears of what people might think or not, right? Now, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm connecting um, what Lewis House said about his thoughts to the subject of grace. 
Now, the questions I have on my mind are, as a creative, how do you speak about yourself to yourself? How do you speak about your work? How do you um, attack or not attack yourself? (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase, right? So as a creative, how do you speak about yourself to yourself? How do you speak about your work to yourself? Why do you attack your work within yourself? Now, I'm not talking to everyone, right? Who, yeah, well, you're probably perfect. But in case you're not, in case you're in this room, you're on this table, why do you attack your work within yourself? Like, why? Think about it. And why are you so critical about your own art? Why? I think that if I could, for me, right, like I've come to the point where I I started thinking if I could give myself a little more grace, the grace that others extend to me, the kind of grace that I see in the world around me, the grace that even I extend to others, if I could give myself just some of that grace, I think it will do me a lot of mental good. Right, And I'm beginning to do that. In fact, it would help me get out of my own way so that I can create what I really want to create. Getting out of my own way is important because if I have already shut down my artistic voice or my daring and risk-taking voice, then there is no chance for my new ideas to come into fruition. Right? In a different instance, let's say I'm able to get to the stage of making that work, regardless of the negative thoughts, let's say I still go ahead and just make, bringing a new concept to life, materializing an idea, however, however you want to put it. If I do get to that point, a negative mindset could still prevent me from sharing that product, right? The product of that hard work. I like to think about the, (laughs) I like to think about, you know, this illustration. I have this mental illustration of how negative thoughts kind of attract other negative thoughts. Um, You've probably seen the movie Thor, one of the Marvel movies. I think it's a Marvel movie, right? Um, Excuse me. Now in in Thor, like um, one of the last versions of Thor there's a part where like the hammer, Thor's hammer is like all over the place. Like it's, it's broken into pieces. But then um, when they're coming together, you, you if you can remember the sound effect of just that magnetic pull when, when each piece of the broken hammer is like coming back together. I think of like the sound effect has like this powerful swoosh to it right i think of negative thoughts being as magnetic and as forceful as that i think they magnet more negative thoughts the magnet is so wild and so fast that and sometimes it could be so heavy that it could knock one down like internally just like thor's hammer okay maybe i'm overdoing it with the hammer thing but i'm just trying to paint a picture here right so um because i've come to understand that just one tiny piece of a negative thought could attract so many other ones that could knock me down internally i try to um you know 
hold that thought and like analyze it and then put it aside, right? Or even replace it with a better thing. Another thing that I do as a counter effort is I've started to ask um, myself, like, don't you think it would be beautiful to imagine the possibilities come to life? Benita, don't you think? Just, just think about the possibilities. Have you thought about the possibilities here? Have you thought about the beautiful possibilities here? Because mentally seeing the things that I really want or wish to happen with the work that I'm creating helps me uh, like stay motivated to, to go through the process of making and failing and you know, doing something that's not perfect, like just going through that process because I'm holding on to a better, brighter mental picture. So for example, maybe I'm looking to sell. Maybe you're looking to sell. Maybe you're looking to earn a living. I mean, it's not just as simple as, oh, I'm just trying to make money. If you really think about it, there's a bigger brighter mental picture to that. Uh, for example, it could be that you're trying to earn money, but you're also trying to earn that money because you're looking to take care of your mom better. You know, you want to send her more funds or celebrate her next birthday in a bigger way. Uh, maybe you want to look good for yourself. You're tired of showing up to meetings with potential clients looking like you know, you can't afford your own price, right? And you're trying to look good for yourself. You want to show up in your most confident self. You're doing that midnight work, sculpting and sculpting and working and working and doing the work that it takes to put a piece out there that tells an important story or creates pleasure for the viewer or for the reader. Now, I'm painting these pictures because it's not just, oh, I'm making a work. It's I'm making a work to do so, so, so. I'm making a work because so, so, so. Like whatever the result is that we're, we're looking forward to, like the best case scenario, I think it could be something to hold on to and just um, like feel for it. <laughs> I mean, we're not necessarily feeling anyway, but just go allow, like we allow ourselves to go through that process in the present. Right. And yeah, one might say, um, what if I kind of like raise a lot of expectations for myself by doing that? I mean, won't I just end up being disappointed? Well, think of it as if you're not at that brighter place that you, you you picture for your career or for the work that you're doing or for the endeavor you're up to, um, then that's a reminder to keep going, you know, because it's not necessarily about arriving at that destination. Um, at the end of the day, the beauty of our work as a collection is that we were consistent and that we were, you know, going through the process and having our small wins, right? So it accumulates over time. We have to train our minds to see the full picture, the better, brighter picture, because holding onto a positive view of how things could turn out to be can give us a boost, a good boost for one to like forge ahead in the present, right? I'll give an analogy. I'll tell you, um, this story. 
like it's hypothetical, but it's a story. And there's a woman, she's a lovely, you know, lovely lady who um, has a regular life, you know, has, I don't know, great family, friends, you know, she's doing well for herself. Now, this lady um, dreams of riding one of the best cars, right? Whatever your picture of the best car is, for example, like a lot of people are in love with the electric cars like Tesla or like back home in Nigeria, like a lot of people like Benz, <laughs> right? So picture your favorite, favorite best car. Let's say that that is the car that she really wants to drive. However, her sister gifted her this car, this other car that, you know, when you picture it, it is that car that if you were inside and your um, secondary school or high school friends were like walking by the mall and they saw you in the car and they were coming to say hi, you would just like zoom off because you'd be so embarrassed. Like you wouldn't even want them to see you in that ride. Yeah. Um, so her sister gifted her that other ride that, you know, isn't her dream car, but it's still nice. Like it's not that bad. It's just a smaller car. And then she said, um, I don't, like I have a job to go to and I have all these things I really want to do with a car right now, but this is not my dream car. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to write this one. You can keep it to yourself. She hasn't learned how to drive yet. She's not perfected her driving skills, you know? Um, and, um, she's not using this car to like get a better feel of, of like a, a driving to work experience or even going, using it to advance her, her work, like using it to earn more money or go for more errands so she could have more cash and eventually like buy the bigger car, you know, I think that if she said, okay, no, my story is not, my story is not selling very well. <laughs> I had it differently in my head. Right. But I'm just saying like, if you picture this lady, she's starting down this small car because she wants like the bigger car. Um, how would she eventually learn how to drive? Like how would she eventually, like, even if she got that bigger car, she's probably going to crash it. She's probably going to ruin it. You know, she probably can't even afford like the upkeep because she hasn't gone through a process that helps her learn better how to work with the car, right? Um, I think of this as a similar situation with being gracious to ourselves versus not being gracious, gracious to ourselves as creatives. And I'll explain. I think it's important to keep letting the resources that we have drive us to create more of the resources that we need for the bigger creative vision that we want to see materialize. And how do we intend to do this? Firstly, we have to decide to be intentionally and consistently gracious creatives, especially to ourselves. Now, one may say, oh, if I do this, wouldn't I produce like less than average material? Or another person might say, I want to only give my best. And I think that these things are reasonable, like we don't want to make average works and we don't, I mean, or less than average works and we don't, we don't, um, want to create something that is less than the potential that we know that we have. 
However, I would also still respond to, to that by suggesting that we seek our best in the multitude of our outputs, right? Like find, I think I'll, I find my best in the multitude of my outputs. Um, because the process of making again and again refines my work. So this is not only true for artists like myself who work with their hands. Um, it's, it's, it's not only true for artists who work with their hands, but it's also true for like sportsmen and women, musicians and, you know, actors and, and more like even doctors, like other fields, engineers, like everyone, um, when we go through that process of making and making, like walking through the craft, um, it refines our work and, and we get better at it. And then we've, we see our best works in the multitude of all that we've established or produced. So if a football player, for instance, isn't gracious to herself, she's likely to quit like what after every single loss that she has while practicing with her, you know, her in-house teammates right? There's no career for that person. Secondly, to answer the question about how we use our current resources to drive us to where we want to be, I want to suggest something else. Feed your curiosity. If you've listened to my other podcast about the curious creative, you know what I'm talking about. And um, to help me um, emphasize on this, I have taking it upon myself to make a few quotes that I will share before the end of this record session. So let's just take this like this. Let's take this as a cue to learn about a creative that we admire and find out how they started, right? If you like feed your curiosity, if you're curious about, okay, how do I use what I have now? What do I have now? How do I even recognize the resources available to me right now? Um, I think something that could be very inspiring or very insightful is to look at the stories of some people that we admire who are creatives. And it is not to compare yourself to anyone. Instead, this exercise may just help you like identify the common resources in your life that you shouldn't take for granted. And it may also help you see how putting what you have to use to get to what you need as responsibly as possible possible like it it can help make you see that happen um, or happening so to wrap this up i'll share the quotes on curiosity and um, as you extend more grace towards your creative practice i hope that you keep feeding your curiosity you would agree that a learning attitude can help us see rooms for improvement as we keep making with our current skill level so let's say your skill level is like what a six right now and you know you're reaching for a 10 you're reaching for an above 10 um then a learning attitude can be the better medicine you know as against a negative attitude well we're always i think that we're always just a few questions away from our next level of development so this is how we can replace a self-attacking, you know, self, um, <laughs> self-criticizing mind to a curious one. And it's not to say that we can't criticize ourselves or be critical about what we are doing, what we're making, because we would always likely be our own, our own biggest critics, right? However, 
I think that um, a learning attitude, a curious mind, training our minds to be curious and intentionally um, feeling our curiosity can help us replace like, you know, unhelpful thoughts that just shut us down instead of, instead of like uh, boosting us into action mode, right? So when one is critical to a fault, while one, sorry, I mean, like one, one is critical to a fault, like one of the examples I've given is critical to a fault, which is the self-attacking mind. And then the other, on the other side of it is the curious one, right? And that, that sees room, a curious mind sees room for improvement and learns how, because first you're curious about it, you want to know, and then you pursue, um, you pursue like, uh, you become, you, you, you get yourself on a quest for learning on a quest for figuring out how, all right. Now the curiosity quotes, um, there's so much out there. Like if you randomly, like just went on your search engine and you started checking out, uh, quotes on curiosity, you find a good number, but these are a few that sat well with me. And I think it just drives my point home. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can go do your own finding. And I'm sure you would agree by the time you're done searching. Um, so yeah, I'll start with Leo Burnett. Leo Burnett is an American advertising executive who founded the, the Leo Burnett advertising company in 1935. It's a successful and it is still running till date. So he said, curiosity about life in all of its aspects I think is the secret of great creative people. And a renowned physicist and one of the most influential one of all time, you already know, Albert Einstein once said, I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. Another quote here is by the author of a book that I just completed, um, James Clare. He wrote the book Atomic Habits. And he's also a thought leader on how people can have life-changing effects by making small, consistent habits. Here are some of my favorite quotes on curiosity by James Clare. One, there are nearly endless opportunities to improve each day and finding them largely boils down to being curious. People who are better in the end are usually curious in the beginning. Secondly, curiosity leads to expertise. And finally, he's also said or written that he said, increasingly, I feel curiosity and an eagerness to learn is the most crucial skill in life. If you're not curious, I'm not sure if there's much others can do to help you. But if you're eager to learn, even if you aren't particularly talented, then so much is possible. I mean, that is just apt. Like I could say that to myself again and again and again. If you're not curious, there isn't much that others can do to help you because um, like this is the age for the curious mind because all of the information is out there. You just have to be someone who is seeking for you to be the person who finds it and uses it. So these quotes are some powerful reminders about why curiosity can make all the difference in our creative practice. 
and even more as we consciously sorry <laughs> so <laughs> i'm reading from my notes sometimes i just get tongue-tied <laughs> hilarious okay so i said even more as we consciously extend grace towards ourselves and towards our creative processes excuse me it helps us have a positive learning attitude instead of a self-attacking state of mind so I truly believe that this will be helpful for you and helpful for me because again it has been helpful helpful for me already um, and it will continue to be helpful for me um, so feel free to reach out and ask questions you'd like me to address in future episodes of Silver Podcast um, if you have questions on your mind and you think, oh, you're creative and you have these questions and you think that I might be able to share some insights here on Silver um, episodes with you, I'll be happy to. So please let me know. And, you know, if it's more than I can handle, maybe I'll, I'll ask for help and probably invite um, a speaker onto uh, a future episode. So um, please feel free to reach out and ask me questions you'd like me to address in future ep episodes of Solar Podcast. Um, and finally, also share this episode on your platform so that it can be beneficial to your friends and your followers as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this hopefully brief episode of Solar about being a gracious creative. And I hope you have an amazing time wherever you are. Thank you for listening to this episode of Solva. Do follow us on Instagram at Solva Podcast for more content. That is S-O-V-A Podcast, right? And do send us a DM to ask questions or make a request. You can think of it as a collaboration. Remember that your questions shape how this podcast develops. So I hope to hear from you soon. Take care.